Hello, hello, dear folks. Welcome to season seven of our On the Call series produced by the Stars Among Us. I am Ozzy, as you know, and I'm very, very happy that you've tuned into this thank you tour of mine. As each episode is a thank you card to those who have impacted my life in one way or the other. And on this eighth episode of season seven, I am shining light on my dear cousin, Mr. Adam Batiste. Hello, Adam. Hello, hello, my dear cousin. How are you doing? <laughs> I yes. am so happy to have you on. It's been a while. I've been thinking about this. I am very happy. Before I get into anything, I want to introduce you to my audience. Mm -hmm. My dear audience, this is Adam Batiste, who is a singer, songwriter, producer, musician, entrepreneur, a natural healer. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything. His father is from Trinidad. His father is my mother's brother. And his mother is from Sweden. So he was at the right age when the first wave of hip-hop flooded the streets of Sweden in the 80s. But he's also had a diverse educational background, having studied business and entrepreneurship at the Stockholm International Trade School, personal training at SAFE in Sweden, mm -hmm. and life coaching in Dubai. He gets around. Yes. Adam is also a certified co-active coach and is currently studying many different web development. He's constantly adding to his library of learning and information in the technological world. I'm going to have to go to him for stuff. But anyway, as a Swedish rapper, Adam Patisse, a.k.a. ADL, a.k.a. absent-minded, yes. had a solo hip-hop music career that took off when paired with producer Vladdy C. There was a project called Absent Minded and yes. ADL are both considered pioneers of hip-hop and urban music in Sweden. In 1996, he left the band to become a solo rapper, released three singles and a one full-time album called Extreme mm -hmm. Paranoia in Stockholm. Considered yes. a classic of the era, through record labels like Polydor, also had Breaking Bread and Sonnet. And then the single All Right gained international attention when used in a Hugo Boss ad campaign. Also, Absent Minded toured through Europe with the Fugees in 1996. Now, this guy's been around. Now, prior to Absent Minded, he had already had a success as frontman for the Bond Stone Funkers, one of the earliest urban style Swedish groups and the band toured Europe while signed to Warner Music Group. Now in 2012, he announced that he was going to quit the music industry partly to his religion. He found that the music industry was becoming less authentic, but he did continue to make his music on his own terms. He's also been writing lyrics and some of the songs that he's written include I Like How It Feels, Walking on Air, Crash and Burn, Ready for the Good Life, and Boys Will Be Boys. Now, I Like How It Feels is a song by Spanish recording artist Enrique Iglesias. And yes. Walking on Air is a song recorded by Katy Perry. You all know who she is. And on her fourth studio album, Prism, was included as its fourth track. So, Adam, 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 and that's just a touch of what was. Now we're going to talk about <laughs> where you, we are. You had, me quiet, you had me quiet there, paying attention, listening. I was like, 
I've been in this situ- I've been in this like place for like six months where I kind of been like just digging into like all the negative aspects of myself yeah. in order to like basically know my negative sides so I'll be able to change whatever I don't like within myself. So you know, once you do that, you're kind of like detached from all the good things that you do. And after a while, you almost start thinking like, hey, am I just this bad person? And then, you know, like uh, when you get to hear all of the stuff that you actually done in life, you're like, hey, you know, there's actually some balance. And that is exactly why I like to do it, because there are so many people who have done things and there are bits and pieces people know about or they put it on the back burner. They don't like to talk about it because sometimes some of the things that I do like in front of the camera, I don't really like to look at myself kind of thing. So I understand that. But there are things that people accomplish that people don't know about. Right. Exactly. So they see you doing X, Y, Z on the IG, et cetera. But there's all this history. Right? I know. Actually, I, I haven't been that good in compiling history and stuff like that, because I've always been like to me, the art form is something that I do in the moment. I guess that's one of the only things that I have that when I'm doing it, I'm so mindful and I'm actually just in that moment. Mm-hmm. So once I've done something music wise or something like in that moment, I kind of like let it go and I want to jump on the next thing. So well, that's I, an artist's life. That's exactly. definitely an artist's life. And now this mentality, mentality, you do it, you create it, you love it. And then you put the baby aside, the next baby that's coming about. And before we go on, I want to say this. This episode is sponsored by the Emancipation Support Committee that acts as an umbrella to advance the interests of Africans nationally and internationally. It's a company that is based in Trinidad and Tobago, and it's committed to the engagement on many levels in the process of transformation of Caribbean society to meet the cultural, social, economic, and political challenges of globalization. So thank you, Emancipation Support Committee, as well as Hazel Simonet. Yes. So now we're going to move ahead. Hmm. I have some questions. So, Mr. Adam, number one, how did ADL come about? Adam Batiste into ADL. What what, what happened there? So my mother, um, my like met my stepfather Mm -hmm. in Germany. He was stationed in the American army in Germany uh, when I was a young boy. Just in the beginning of like, you know, I think maybe like this must have been like 79, you know, started around 79 and then through the 80s. At that time, my mom was pretty young when she had me. She was like about 18. So I kind of like was part of my mom's development of becoming an adult also. So when this whole hip hop thing came, it came also to my mother's generation at that time because they was basically, you know, listening to that music also on the radio. So we were in Germany and I had started break dancing and stuff like that. I was kind of like into the culture. My stepdad was already playing the music. But then there were some young soldiers there that had, I think he had something like, if it was said ADL on his cap or something like that. But I was just like so smitten by him and his friends because they were like rapping and, you know, doing all of these things. So I think at that point when I saw them, I actually made a conscious decision to myself like, hey, this is what I want to become and this is what I want to do. And I think it had such an imprint on me. I actually just took the initials ADL and just ran with them, I think. And then <laughs> and that's what it was. And then I have like years later, I just had to like come up with random stuff with what it meant. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you, in doing what you're doing now, 
Have you ever thought yeah. of starting your own record label? Many times, but you know, when you start something like that, you have to have the right partners to do something like that. I kind of understand where I'm strong and where I'm weak. And to find this partner, especially here in Sweden, that can balance you out, but at the same time is not really in a competition with you. In Sweden, we, we kind of been like, if you are, quote unquote, let's say black in Sweden, they would like to do what you do, but they would like to keep you on the back burner because they kind of know that you are better than them in being black, if, if you understand, mm-hmm. because this is our natural state. So whatever culture we do is natural to us, but... The Swedish people, they kind of love it and like it, but they kind of good to outmaneuver you, take what you got and then outmaneuver you. So I kind of like just had the idea of doing a company in my head for a long time. But I had this friend of mine for a long time, but I had to come to a point in my life too, where I kind of buried my own battle axe that I had against the world just to be in a different place to do business with people. So I actually found a good friend of mine that basically almost the same background when it comes to mother and father, you know, his mother's from here, his father's black from America. So we share a lot of, you know, like the social aspects or also like we have the same story coming up in this country and we understand the problem that a lot of our people face in the music industry here. So now we're actually, okay, now it's a good time for us to start a label. So now we're working towards this label thing. But before, no, I wasn't really ready. I was thinking about it many times, but I wasn't ready for it. Mm. What do you draw on for inspiration? Because you're doing a lot of writing now. I'm seeing you putting stuff out. I see you in your joy, whatever you put out there. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, and, and it's like I don't really control my pen because sometimes I will write something and then years later or just after I write it, I wasn't aware that I was writing something that was really, really meaningful to myself. Like it had some aspect in it, something that I needed as medicine for myself. So sometimes I'm like, wow, how did this come about? This wasn't my intention when I wrote the song. But I'm open to life in all of its aspects, right? I'm open to people. Yes, That's because you, you're saying you're open more now than you were before. Is that it? I mean, I've always been open, but like before, like I kind of realized based on like trauma or whatever you go through in your life, you're either run by a person that is always in war mode or defense mode, or you are ran by the other personality in you that is more balanced. That's not so quick to fight. A lot of my lyrics and a lot of songs that I've done in the past has been a reflection of this struggle here in Sweden and things that I go through and, you know, frustrations and stuff like that. And now it's like I'm in a different place in my life where I'm kind of like, you know what? The outside world don't really have any bearing on me anymore. It's all how I interpret things and how I choose to react on certain things. And right now, based on that, based on what you just said, what was that thing, place or person that has changed that perspective for you? I mean, I would say like this, right? I've always been looking for love, right? Like you say, my father, your uncle, my father, he left Sweden when he was young. I was probably like three years old. He left Sweden and kind of like he was there in Trinidad. My mom was here. My mom was in her development and I was kind of like caught in the middle, right? So I think I was looking for a solid love all my life Mm -hmm. and not being able myself to 
because I wasn't taught how to maintain love. So I would go through relationships and I would not do what I'm supposed to do in a relationship. And that would have me really distressed when the relationship didn't work. Mm -hmm. So I would say my journey for changing myself came about beautiful women that I've had in my life. I love me very much, but also set ultimatums and stuff like that. And in the last relationship I was with, this person was basically bombing me with love into a place where I had to like accept and surrender to love, which I haven't done on that level before in my life. Mm. And once I accepted the love and and was like, this is how I'm going to live my life, she backed off and left me. So then it was like, oh, wow, you know, am I going to go back to the shell that I've been in? Like, everybody's the same. Everybody's going to hurt me. Or am I going to take it? Like, hey, I actually opened up and let love flow through my body. So I was like, you know what? This is actually one of the best things that happened to me. So that relationship not becoming the way I wanted it and the way I projected it to be, it not becoming that way and sending me kind of off my rails a little bit. I'm also the type of person that's like, if I go off the rail, the survival instinct kicks in in me and I go directly into trying to manage the situation and solve the situation. Through that, I always be like, okay, I need to read. I need to talk to people. I need to ventilate. I need to get my body right. I need to do all of these things. Yeah, like it was basically that relationship. And then I had also during COVID, I went through a bankruptcy because I didn't do my taxes the way supposed to do them here in this country. So in Sweden, we have a problem now with a lot of rappers, young rappers, they're using their rap to launder money. What happened when when they took me to court, they actually basically just went like, hey, but you're like those other rappers. You are also laundering money or you're doing something like that. So they kind of like, hey, you're a criminal. So they took everything away from me. I lost my apartment. I lost this, this and that, you know, my, my income and everything. And then Corona came, I couldn't go out and perform. I couldn't do things. So that kind of led me into like a little depression. I didn't even realize I was in a depression because I had my own studio equipment and stuff like that. And I was using the music to ventilate. But all of that, you know, the relationship and COVID, the situation around COVID and the bankruptcy, I would say those were the last factors for me to be like, okay, look, I really, 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 really need to take a deep, deep look at myself instead of pointing a whole bunch of fingers at society or these things around me and and see what I can do for myself. So what concerns you about the world today in general? What concerns me is humans, like humans not really taking the time to analyze the world that's around them and, you know, making choices, making choices from a good emotional balanced state, right? So we take in all of this information, but we don't vet it and we don't really take time to analyze things. Like look now, for example, AI. So now the whole world is scared of AI, but the problem is not AI. The problem is us because we are the ones that are programming AI. I've seen this happen so many times. We create a nuclear bomb and at the same time we create nuclear power. So it's like we're always living in this double reality. Like whatever we create could either destroy us or liberate us, but it's how we function as human beings and what input we put into it. So right now I'm like, yo, humans need to really take time now to really become humans with whatever that comes with, to humble ourselves. And we need to take credit for where credit is due, but just to be in balance. So what gives you hope? What gives me hope? I mean, nature gives me hope in a sense, because you can look at nature and then you can see like the worst thing, the worst catastrophe can happen. And then after a while you leave nature alone, it's going to regrow itself. It's going to replenish itself. So just by looking at nature, it gives me hope in that sense, also for humans. 
what is something you used to value that you don't anymore? Wow. I would say money. Mm -hmm. I mean, still, I know the value of money, but I don't value money as something that I need to validate me or validate anything around me. I don't need to sell out my life for how I want to live my life just for money. So what are you most proud of in your career and life? I think the thing I'm most proud of in my career is that I've managed to stay relevant, you know, all these years. And also when I was younger, I used to listen to like some of the older artists that was around me. And I used to be like, oof, you know, certain age, they fell off. They, they're not as tight anymore. They're not as good as anymore. But I actually feel that I'm getting better with age now. I think and, so too. Uh, that's something I'm like, hey, wow, you know, it's a miracle. But still, it's like it's it's a bit of pride connected to it, too, because I have to give myself credit for just keeping myself relevant and keeping myself. Because what happens with a lot of artists is like they might come to a point where they stop listening to what everybody else is doing. Oh, I'm old. I'm not going to listen to what the young kids are doing. And then, you you know, you lose touch. But even though I might not like everything that the young generation is doing, I still listen to what they're doing and I still take in what they're doing. And I try to be like, OK, what can I incorporate from that world in my world? Also push my artistry further. At this point in your life, what would you like to achieve? Because you've gone back into the music. Oof, I would You're like doing to, the technology. Yeah. You're relating to men. And you're relating to the young ones out there. You're also relating to family. There's so many things that you are touching on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to create this platform where it benefits like these groups that we're talking about. Because I realize as men, a lot of us men, we have no really clue on how to love. Because we never really been taught how to love. We have been taught how to be men, the aggressive part of men. But every individual is based in two. So a man should also have a feminine side. So that feminine side is what you use when in a relationship, when that has its role. And then you will use your masculine side when that has its role. But we're so often that we can't even communicate these days. So I just like to create this platform that is beneficial for everybody. Like I said, I'm talking about men because I'm a man and I realized just looking at the men that's around me and a lot of men that I had around me coming up, like we were, we were never taught and we never had these role models to be good balanced men, men that could also be in touch with their feminine side that can communicate, you know, with a woman from that feminine side and not be on this masculine side because that has its place in the communication, but not all the time. Same thing that has an effect on family and family is very important because our offspring are the ones that's the next generation that's going to care for this world. So I just want to create a platform where I can use both technology because we're in the technology age. Now we're in the AI age. We can't escape that. I want to teach, but I also want to do it in a very artistic, fun way. What? Are three things that you're grateful for in your career and personal? Grateful for health. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the patience of a lot of people, true patience of true people out there that have been sticking by me for years after years, giving me good feedback, being there when I have questions, teaching me when I want to, when I want to learn something. So that's the second one. The third, yeah, the third, I mean, the third is like, you know, I mean, that should be the first, like, I'm thankful to the most high because the way I believe, like everything comes through the most high, even like the tests and the trials and the bad days, but the bad days has some good in it because it's supposed to teach you. So I would say, yeah, I put the most high in there to be thankful for. 
Is there a favorite childhood memory that you have? Oh, wow. There's so many, actually. There's so many childhood memories. But there was a lot of music and a lot of parties going on when I was growing up, right? Those were always good memories for me because it was music and then it was a lot of people. And at that time, we didn't like the younger generation was never really shunned to be outside of that. So we were engaging in our parents' parties, so to speak. So it was a beautiful time in that sense because I was actually, I actually had the time to sit with the elders and have them explain certain things. I mean, within those situations, but still like those were good memories for me. It's funny as you use the word elders because I just had a conversation with David Bootman in Trinidad and mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the things that he's advocating for which is to bring the elders into conversations so that exactly. we can learn from them because that yeah. line of communication and line of education is so tantamount to what we need, what we need these days and yeah. it's broken. Yep. So hundred percent. Like I'm coming into that age now too, where I'm like, you know what? I really need to seek out the youth and make myself available to them and say, Hey, look, I have a piece of history that you don't have that I can teach you. And you have some thoughts and insight to what's going on now that you can teach me. So like anything that we can do and we can like, like in Sweden, there's a lot of um, bias, age bias here. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I, in Dubai, for example, is one of the countries I've been to where, where that doesn't really exist on the same level. Like they still have this appreciation for both old and young. So, I, you know, that's something that I would wish we, we would bring back, just mix up the ages, so to speak. Now, one of the things that I love about you is the natural healing that you're involved in, mm -hmm. the natural food, the way that you eat and what you eat and how you teach people about what you eat and why. How did that begin? And is that something that you're moving forward with? I mean, my father, when I used to go Trinidad as a kid, the first thing my dad would do is like, you know, put me on some type of regimen. Uh, you need to clean out your stomach. I don't like what food they give you over there. Blah, blah, blah. Chase me around the house with some cod liver oil or, you know, you know, all kind of, all kind of, you know, <laughs> bush medicine. So like, I, like it's been around me since I was a kid and stuff like that. Now, and actually when Corona, a little bit before the COVID and that came, like I was always interested in those things, but never really dabbled in it that much. Had some books about it. But once that came, I was like, you know what? Let me really get into this. And then I just started reading and just started researching different things and started aligning myself with people too that work a lot with herbalism and natural foods and stuff like that. I mean, for me, I'm more this person. I like to be balanced. So I'd be like, I can still do things and eat things that probably people be like, oh, you still eat that? But mm -hmm. I'm more like, yeah, but like I'm trying to be balanced. Like I, I don't see myself like, oh, I'm totally vegan, but I can have a week where I just eat vegan or I can have a week where, you know, you understand? So it's like, yeah. I try to balance myself out in that way, but also make sure that I know what I'm eating and make sure that I know what's good for my body and what's right. bad for my As my dad always used to say, everything in moderation. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> to bring him in, I was just, just right, trying to, right, yes, so. With reference to the music now, I look forward to all those beats that you're putting down. You know, I'm an old house head, right? Yeah, so yeah. In New York, I'm a serious house head, but the old house head. 
you know, exactly. and there's a certain groove to it. It's not that techno, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, it's, it's soul, it's soul. It still has soul. the soul to it. So when yeah. you drop some of those beats, man, and I get into it, I can get up and down. Right, right. right. So I thank you very much for that. I'm looking forward to everything that you put laying down. And I really want to say thank you so, so much for spending this time with me. It's about time that I had you on. Yeah. I've been seeing your progression, right? Thank you. You're very open and very brave to open yourself the way you have. And I want to let you know that it is very impactful doing thank that. You. Very impactful. And I'm not yeah. a lot of West Indian men, black men, men in general do that. So no, because we are, we, are, we, are being, we are being taught that we have to be like these warriors. And, you know, like I kind of realized, you know, this warrior thing is already in us. We have that. Like we don't have to practice that. What we need to practice is the other side to be tender, to be loving. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, what, if we can start doing that as black men around the world, ooh, then the world is going to change. Because, you know, everybody's looking towards the black woman and the black man for some type of guidance, if it's fashion, arts or music. So why don't we just step up to the plate and just teach them how we should love? And that is your calling. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Folks, as well, thank you for spending your valuable time with us today. Please care to share. And remember, when you're on your beat, stay on the sunny, sunny side of the street safely. Be health conscious and kind to one another. And don't forget to give thanks for the little and big gifts. Adam, big hug. Love, 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 love. Being on your on on your IG and seeing what you're doing makes me very happy and very fulfilled. And I'm sure that that is how other people are viewing you. Thank you. Whatever transformation you had gone through, it's all yeah, a wonderful know, it's, it's, thing. It was necessary. It was necessary. So. You know, like, I'm just glad that it's actually like it's helping people like yes. people be writing me and they'd be like, you know, thank you for 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 what you're saying. And, yes. you know, trying to reach out to me and actually, you know. It, you know, like putting, you know, asking me questions, you know, how how can I heal from this and this and that? And that's 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 a lot of love for me just to get that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to the next thing. And I know you somehow you're ramping up the number of of reels that are happening now on the IG. So sometimes when I miss a day or two or three, I'm like, okay, what is happening? What are <laughs> What's going on? But I thank you for the, for being there. And I thank you for being here. And I know my audience is going to love you greatly. And so we'll I talk again soon. Everyone out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon. All right. One love, guys. One love. One love. <laughs>